Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting Podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting Podcast. I have a very special guest on today, a very well-awaited one, um, if anything, and that is with my own coach, um, online coach, uh, Mike Geary. Mike, thanks for joining today. Thank you, Jess. Um, again, like we said, this is well overdue. We've talked about this for months at this stage. Yeah. Mainly doing it while we're both living in the same country in Marbella or over in Spain in Marbella. So yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm just looking forward to just having general chats, see where it goes and just kind of see what topics we'll cover. Again, nothing is pre-planned. So looking forward to it. And thank you again. Yeah, no, as as Mike said, everyone, this is something that we've been talking about for months. Um, seeing as I started being coached by Mike back in August, but I was actually kind of being uh, coached in a business sense uh, from back, oh God, I think about May or June, because I was like in the height of my own prep actually. For my it first was, it was about May, we started kind of like a business kind of coaching aspect of basically of just setting up systems and a few other little things, just looking at your client retention and your how you were operating and it just seemed to kind of flourish from there I could just see that we got on well and you you believed in the way that my ethos is around coaching you did your show again and again you were looking at doing another one which would technically have been on tomorrow <laughs> which is the the worlds and the pure elite but again then you decided that that wasn't going to be the route we had a bit of a chat then you were about what your overall goal would be and where you wanted to go. So we decided to make a change from the pure elite world and we're going to be going down bikini route now, which is super exciting that um, you'll be stepping into possibly three options we're looking at the minute, which would be the MPC route, again, which would probably go through the two bros in the UK or else international. There is PCA organization, which is run very well, which is in the UK and Ireland at the moment. They do have international. There's one actually coming to Spain next year, which is quite interesting. And FitX organization, which is a new organization in the UK, which started last year, actually just announced their dates yesterday, last night. I was actually going to, it was a conversation I was going to have with you next week anyway, that there is great available. And it's, it's it's a very, it looks to be run very well federation. So these are the kind of conversations that we'll have in um, ourselves now with our check-in and people are following Jess now will see that she'll probably start her prep journey in around we were kind of looking that possibly May by the looks of it so we're currently just in an improvement phase you're just after coming out of your own prep so we went through the recovery phase just to make sure your body was primed ready for growth You've a lot in your personal life by moving country to Marbella now, and then you're going back to Ireland soon, and then you're going to be moving somewhere else, maybe. So <laughs> a lot of things we're taking into consideration at the moment. So again, very excited to see where that's going to go here. And your own thoughts now with um, competition prep and entering a new federation. How are you feeling about that? I think I'm like very nervous, and I think I think I'm still quite new to this whole I suppose, world in terms of like, you know, what I did from Pure Elite was obviously fitness modeling. And I had to learn about the whole difference between fitness modeling and bodybuilding. And I think, you know, I remember whatever, five, six weeks from my first show in July, I remember chatting with you and I remember like laughing with nerves because I was like, I really didn't understand what my goal was. And then obviously you helped me kind of realize that I did want to go into bodybuilding, that that was actually my goal. And, you know, that's why I kind of like, 
you know, for you to take me on board. I kind of realized that I was in good hands because this was actually what I wanted. And I didn't realize how much I wanted it. And then it was like, you know, my whole ethic, my whole training, it's, it's completely done at 360 in terms of like, I'm learning, you know, to, to do things in different ways and, you know, intensity training. It's not just like, Oh, I'm doing that just to kind of get through the workout and whatever, like I'm making sure every single rep counts and, you know, you know, even like macro counting again, like, you know, I've was on meal plans for so long that I never had much flexibility. Whereas like you were like, no, we're going to go macros. That's what I needed for my own, you know, head. And, you know, you very much, you very much trusted me with that. And, you know, definitely like, you know, yeah, I'm nervous and excited. I definitely like, you know, it's been so much shows on recently that have been, you know, even like back in the start of October, like looking at like, you know, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Olympia, like looking at all those shows and you're like, you know, these people have obviously done years of training and I feel like now my training is only beginning and I still am very excited and like, yeah, kind of like a little child to be like, oh God, look at all these people. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of where, to see where like I could end up even like this time next year. It's just going to be insane, isn't it? Exactly. Like that's like, they're the considerations you need to take into like um, prep and especially as a female taking into consideration. So like you did the pure elite and now look, you want to enter the bodybuilding. So that's absolutely fantastic to take that leap because it's a leap you wanted as well. You weren't pushed in that direction. You, mm. you, realize by looking at things going through like we talked about federations and categories like we went through all that we gave we gave the option of seeing what way you'd suit through posing through other aspects so we ended up deciding on the bikini categories to begin the plan then is to attack that at the end of the year and then the plan after that then as well is obviously going to be based off your enjoyment of the federations so that's why i'm kind of interested in you to do a federation or two rather than just going down one route obviously if your goal down the end of the line is to go ifbb pro the only option you have is through mpc mm-hmm. so but then the likes of seeing the other shows through pca FitX, the other few um federations that will be available like through the uk as well just to see how you find them the groove do you enjoy the posing do you enjoy every aspect of it and again the most critical aspect as well is stage experience mm-hmm. and again peaking experience from show to show some things that sometimes people don't consider when they do a show is that they'll have the end goal set as like one show that we're only doing one show and again like with a new client sometimes like the boat could be missed and if you only have one show like you you have all this expectation of this like wonderful day that's coming in 16 to 20 weeks time again you get your peak week it's going to be fantastic and then certain things might not agree. A certain protocol might not agree with you on peak week. Again, sometimes what tends to happen with females is that they nearly always tend to have the females on on shows at the very end. The reason yeah. for that is to keep the crowd there. That's the main thing there. So like you come to see the bodybuilding that the females will be on later on the day because the bikini category, um, like it brings a high level of spectators in. Um, even now though wellness and figure are picking up a lot like wellness is starting to make its move there so people will start to get very interested in that so when a female is on stage very late again it can be hard at times to hold her condition all day so that's why there's various protocols whereas if you do a show one week and you have a show two or three weeks later 
it allows you to kind of cruise in towards the first show, take it a bit on the safer side of not like manipulating carbohydrates too much. Like again, with a female doing bikini, you don't need to go crazy with carbohydrates. Like they don't need to be pulling in seven, 800 grams of carbs on a front load per day, because again, like a female bikini athlete is, isn't going to have the same level of muscle as a classic bodybuilder or a men's bodybuilder. So you can't be filling yourself too much in that level. So these are all the learning experiences that we're going to take by going through peak weeks with you. And again, like even building you at the moment in the, in the off season, now at the minute in the improvement phase, like the goal here at the moment is to build your calories into the most sustainable position without the, the excessive body fat that can be added if we aren't managing things correctly. So like at the minute with you, like what we're looking at doing is just getting you into that comfort position where we can continue to gain muscle and with your training. Um, I feel as well, your training, like you said, has taken a full 360. And it's something that I'm very interested in watching because we trained in person as well in Cork when I was back in Ireland. And it's just these small little habits that I'm just looking for you to pick up because a lot of times we sell ourselves short when it comes to training. And again, you've probably seen it. You probably see it with some of your clients. I actually seen it with your sister, Alexa, the other day, whereas she's probably like she's underestimating her own ability to load, which is very, very common. And that's why the use of training clips, like like if you're a bit shy in the gym and like, say, people listening out there and you're like going to take a clip in the gym and you're kind of nervous that someone might be like, oh, what's she doing or what's he doing taking a clip? No one cares at the end of the day, like if you're taking a clip no one no one minds like again you're doing it for your own benefit you're doing this to actually critique your form to see are you actually like in your head you might feel like you're lifting correctly that your tempo is good but when you watch things back it can be a bit like jesus like that's how i perform a dumbbell rdl or is that how i do a, a lat pull down like again you do your fix your form fridays is it or just fix your form <laughs> whatever i get a chance to do with them <laughs> Yeah, I think you should do it on Fridays. I think that should be a fix your form Friday. I think that's what I think I'll get that started for you there now. <laughs> but again, like with your transition to that now, like say you're currently in your improvement phase, like how are you feeling about the change through the training? And then knowing that you have like, what are we now? November, knowing that you have about six months left, five to six months left of work, like to lay the foundations, lay the bricks before you have to enter the competition prep. How does that feel to you now? Is that is that something you have thought about in the last few weeks? Um, like I suppose in terms of like lay the break, yeah, like it sounds so far away, but I know the next like whatever six months or more will fly. Um, like I think look, um, being a female and I suppose like going from you know, coming out of prep, I suppose like that was probably like very, very difficult to like understand that like I couldn't maintain my physique. And I was like, no, but I have to say this lean. So like definitely with the increase in food has been sometimes scary, but like now, you know, like every check-in now, I'm like, Mike, can we, can we increase carbs? Can we increase carbs? I'm like, give me more food, even though like, you know, like I'm definitely like by no means starving. Like I'm in, I'm in a surplus now, which is bloody unreal. So, um, but I'm just like, you know, you know, I'm very much satisfied with the view that I have. Like I'm very much fueling myself appropriately. Um, so when I have that, like obviously again, flexibility because I'm following a if Mr. Macro's approach. Um, but yeah, like I'm definitely like very excited. And I think like look, I'm always willing to learn and always trying to be the best 
athlete that I can be and that's what I, that's the mindset that I've kind of like taken on board over the last like few months which is something I never really would have thought of is that I am an athlete and it doesn't matter like you know if I have like years experience or like you know you look at like the biggest you know of athletes in the world who have like 10 years experience and I will get to that stage and I, I know yeah. I'm I'm very new to it and I think you know I'm definitely like I'm always willing to learn like I'm always you know asking questions and making sure that like you know like that with Mike you know yes I'm a PT myself but I think like PTs feel like they don't need to like PTs I think probably feel like they they have the correct form and I'm like I know I'm not because you know again you know Mike will have more experience than me so I'm always like I will send clips to Mike and I'm like okay here you go see what you feel and you know again because I'm always improving every single week in some shape or form and it's not like we're looking for massive progress in an execution of a movement every week but it's still some bit every single week that I can do in different aspects even like you know again it's not just training and nutrition we're looking at we are looking at like what my sleep is like which is always shocking what my stress is like it's always shocking so again like we're looking at other different factors um as well that can affect my progress as well so again it's going to be a big learning curve I think for me the next few months it is and you've touched on good topics there now as well around sleep stress like increased cortisol levels like especially like at the moment like again because you're in a gaining phase like yeah it's important but again you can part you might be like oh i can let it slide a bit but if you think about it from a perspective of entering competition prep if you're entering competition prep with poor sleep stress these factors around you like you're already making the job a lot more difficult so Again, this is the point where you know you have six months now. This is the point where you want to start to manage stress, manage sleep, being able to get into these good habits, find things that are like, what are your stressors at the moment? What are causing them? Why is your sleep poor? Is it related to stress or is it related to another aspect? Again, these are little key areas that if we can kind of nail down and get like get really, really solid over the next two to three months, it means when you're starting competition prep that you're already in a really, really good aspect because there's many areas of consideration that we'll have to take into play, especially when you start prep. And again, as I kind of said to like my clients out there at times, like when you're entering competition prep, so say we're entering a show in September, like we're just say it in off our head. So we're starting prep. What's your goal with that show? And like, what is our goal? Our goal is to, to win that show. Win, win that gold. Yeah, like you're, you're no one's turning up to a show literally in their head. Like, you know, people might say is, oh, I'm just feeling it out to see where I come. The end of your day, when you wake up on a show day, you you want to win. Like you're not going in like going in there with the attitude of, oh, yeah, if I come fifth or sixth, I'd be delighted. Like you might think that in your head, like, but when you wake up that morning, you're going in to win. So like there is multiple areas that you have to look at and especially like an area that isn't really talked about a lot is sometimes like how difficult it is to get into actual stage condition what i feel is instagram is just a fairy tale of competition prep is like amazing and the this show was fantastic i got my hair makeup done especially from a, a female perspective that the post show pictures are amazing but there's a lot of work that goes on during that time and sometimes like it, it can get quite dark and it can get quite difficult like again if you see any of these top athletes like again we have genetic freaks that can get away with like there's one pro bodybuilder called Nathan Diasha that literally does zero cardio eats Indians or Chinese every second night by the looks of it and literally he eats like 800 gram of carb every day 
and he's absolutely peeled inside out and he's always in top condition. People like this are few and far between. Like we have to think of ourselves now here. And when you enter competition prep, like my goal for you is to have you in the best place from your caloric content as possible, best place cardiovascular, best place mentally wise and physical wise. They're the considerations you have to take into play. But when it does come to comp prep, there is stages where, as they say, health can be compromised for a very limited, limited time that you have to understand competition prep isn't healthy. Even for natural females, it isn't healthy. Running your body on lower calories, on low fats, like again, a lot of females will lose their their period, their time of the month will go near the end of prep. The most important aspect, do you know when you hear females at times when, say like that, you finish your show and you're stage lean, um, you love it, you look in the mirror, you're great, but then as you start to see a bit of body fat come back on, they call it like as in the post-show blues, like you tend to see females suffer with it a lot more, which is a very difficult self-image aspect. Like I have a lot of females currently out of competition prep and that's all the number one area of concern is body image. Again, they're coming around now. It does take four to five weeks really to start to accept these changes and to understand why these changes are necessary. Like I have females that will lose their time of the month on prep. I've some that don't like it's it's all user like specific you just don't know but my goal at the end of competition prep is to get their time of the month get their hormones back in their normal functioning position as quickly as possible and how do you do that by getting body fat back on the frame of a female so these are that's the aspect of what you know what is a bit of a catch-22 you want to keep that look Mm. or from a health perspective it isn't going to be the right way to do it whereas adding them little bits of body fat back like getting your hormonal cycle getting back in play there's so many little areas you have to look at there is times where females like that like we're saying where health does take a little dip is some girls have to push high cardio like there is girls that have to do 60 90 120 minutes cardio like there is stages where that's needed. Like nobody wants to do it. And as like all prep coaches, nobody wants to tell their client to, to do two hours. No one gets a kick out of it. would be the easiest way to say it. Like you're not sitting here texting a client. Like you're literally going, right, we're going to the trenches for about 10 days. This is what we need to do. We have to do this. We probably have to run no direct carbohydrates. We're going to be run proteins, fats. And it's only for a very limited point of like time. So like if you're, if you hear of a female running like 1200, 1100, even like a thousand calories, like we were at the PCA final and one or two girls, there's a young figure girl now. Um, she was absolutely amazing. Like she openly talks about how she went, that she done her rest days at like 900 calories and she done her training days at 1100 calories just for the final kind of 10, 12 days leading up to the show, which again, isn't really a topic talked about, whereas you'll always see online that it's like, if someone is dieting on these calories, like it's not healthy, it's a child will eat more, um, a teenager has more, a baby has more. Unfortunately, judges don't care what you're eating, how much you're eating, how much cardio you do. A child and a baby isn't trying to be an IFBB pro or a national champion. You need to take all these things into consideration and you have to think about this before you start competition prep. Are you mentally sane enough to be able to push your body to a limit where you're going to wake up hungry in the middle of the night 
like your stomach will be rumbling at times and you literally just have to accept it. Like I've been there, I've had it. I've had nights where I remember waking up at like going to bed at like 11, waking up at two, three, four, and literally being awake all night, just staring at the ceiling. I remember walking into a, into one of the cupboards one night and opening up, seeing a load of rice cakes and peanut butter. And I remember I actually picked up a rice cake and spread a load of peanut butter on it. And I was literally just about to eat it. And I went, nah, I, like, I got so guilty. I had to throw it in the bin. But like, it doesn't matter who the athlete is. There's pro athletes that do this. There's pro athletes that fall off the wagon on their diet. So it is going to be a mental battle. And like, if you're not 100% ready in your head competition prep is probably the wrong aspect for you because it's going to set you back so so far what you're going to do then more than likely is you're going to end up leaving your coach doing your own thing which is going to be the worst thing for you because again you're just going to literally like open the floodgates to whatever mental and emotional issues that were going on at the time when you did have that little like stumble on prep so these are all things like, again, I do when I do prep with someone, I do go through all these things at the start. And I do mention that it will get difficult. Like we're not going to be like we're not in it to come last. We're not in it to just make up the numbers. We're going to be in it to bring your best possible physique. And again, when we reach that stage, you get on stage like you be proud of the work you put in. You have to be very proud of the work, because if you think about it, like in my eyes, bodybuilding is possibly one of the hardest sports in the world like would you agree as well like if you kind of think about it because like look at a professional footballer or basketball player like they can go out and eat out two or three times a week if they want they can stay up all night and like they'll get paid whatever still at the end of the day whereas as a bodybuilder in prep in the last 16 weeks or so like you're literally putting your whole life on hold at times social events coming up at the end yeah you can attend them but you you literally you'll probably leave early you won't drink you won't have food again you're trying to get your sleep routine you have to get your training in you have to get your cardio in it's very very demanding and that's just the one aspect you need to look at and when you did your first prep like did you have any did you think of these considerations before you did it or was it something that you felt like you just wanted to experience yeah, it's funny when you were talking about that and I was just kind of literally reminiscing to when I actually said the words, I want to do a competition. And at the time, like I wasn't following any, many, many athletes at the time. Like, you know, when I decided I wanted to do a competition was January 2020 and I yeah. kind of just, it kind of felt it was the inevitable next step perhaps, but like I was only being coached at the time, but like for about two months and I kind of decided, oh, let's just do it. And I really don't know if I got, I, did, I don't know if I, really like understood what was happening I was kind of like I and as Michael know like if you tell me to x I'll do exactly as what is what I'm told like I'm what can be described as unfortunately a robot at times because I will do whatever is expected if I know it's going to get me where I want to be so like my first prep like you know I didn't really do much of it I didn't do an off season I didn't really do a bulk I kind of just had to essentially just do a deficit and was lucky if I built any muscle in my deficit and um, period and then you know, when I did prep, you know, I was in lockdown this year. So I think I'm lucky I had lockdown um, to kind of just, you know, be not be with anyone, not have social occasions as like a um distraction. But obviously, like I didn't have much equipment at the time. So I had to just try and like really maximize each session and, you know, make sure that I was executing the tempo appropriately. But like, no, I never considered 
the health implications I wasn't really not that I remember being told about what to expect like I you know I think I just kind of was like yeah I'll do whatever and it didn't it didn't really kind of click with me but like I never I never did for like you know as as you kind of say like you know us females we can tend to be you know mesmerized by the whole like oh I got my hair done and like look at the my new profile photo that I have and like I get that I I don't get that but like really like why are you doing it for the Instagram like so what like what satisfaction true happiness are you going to get from that so I'm glad I never I, I I've come into the sport not for that aesthetic reason it's more like it is the challenge perspective and obviously as you say like the mental health capacity point of view as well like it is going to get tough and again like as you said like that's something that we talked about before we even like started working together that these were all things that were going to come up and be considered and you know I'm you know like I'm grateful for that and I definitely from, from a mental point of view like you know I definitely obviously had my challenges and ups and downs but I suppose like you know I've I've come out of that that last prep you know now stronger than ever and I suppose yeah. now I'm more ready for it and obviously again going into a different federation there's different you know posing styles and now there's different kind of like you know critiques as well because like you know I did ask for critiques um or feedback from my last competition and I never got it so that was that was that was a hard thing to kind of uh like not get feedback from but um do you know like now coming into this you know prep like I'm you know being more like open to what is kind of expected and you know every federation will be different as we've discussed yeah and even like that like another aspect that you'll see especially when it comes to like when females are doing prep like the first thing they'll always kind of look at is like oh I lost my glutes and x y and z when it comes into prep that's why the importance of an off season is there for for females especially is like that's why you like to see the females train heavy train with intent train with a reason execute your movements because like if you're only fluffing about doing like four sets of 15 to 20 on hip thrusts and literally getting nowhere near muscular failure like if you're literally playing with like 50 reps in reserve and then you do a prep and then literally you text your coaches like i lost my glutes you lost your glutes because all you had was body fat in it you didn't actually have muscle tissue so like these are the considerations like if you're looking at competition prep if anyone's listening looking at competition prep for 2022 ensure that you are with a coach as soon as possible ensure you're working in an off season and ensure you are training with intent because again like if you just decide out of the whim now in january i want to do prep and again you you'll probably get a coach that'll work with you they'll try their best with you but again like if you're only doing it off the whim like it will be very very tough and like even if there's plenty of coaches out there that will will see it as well like there is clients at times that, you know, when they do comp prep, like you can tell a mile off that they're not ticking the boxes. They're missing X, Y, and Z. They're skipping cardio sessions. They're told to do 45 minutes cardio. They're only doing 25 or 30. There is these areas. So like, remember, like if you sign up to competition prep like that, be true to yourself. Like, like if you say, if you do it, you come second and you've been leaving out 10 minutes of cardio every session. Like, that's going to be different. Like these are the considerations that people don't think about. And it's always when you finish, you'll actually look back and see what you could have done better. Yeah. Like I'll always look back and say, I did this and I'll be like, right, I can already see a position where like I thought I was given a hundred percent. I was probably only giving about 90, even though I was feeling it was a hundred. So I know when I do it again, like I'm starting competition prep in March, 
end of March, start of April. And I've already like everything locked in, knowing what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to attack this in a way, way better manner, what I need to do. So again, these are all the considerations to take. And yes, like if you've done prep before, you can do it. But if it's your first time, you've nothing to compare to. You don't know what to expect. You don't know how difficult it's going to be. The biggest transition you'd see is a photo shoot to a prep. Like, again, they're not going to be the same thing. Like with a photo shoot, you can dictate the level of condition you want. When it comes to a photo shoot, you could be like, yeah, I want to be lean-ish. Like, I don't want to be shredded. Like, so literally when you do a comp prep, like you, you have to push your body to that limit of being shredded if the category requires it. Certain yeah. categories, like in certain federations might not require you to be super lean and all them little aspects. So it's just areas just to look at. And again, like we've had these conversations and again, like I can see more and more young girls getting into it. Like I've prepped girls who are 18 years old, 19 years old. And like I have a lot of girls who are 20, 21, 22 and like young girls getting into it. And like, it's great to see them getting into it here. But again, like you have to just be careful, like when you're doing it, that it is for the right reasons. And again, when it does that, the biggest aspect is when prep gets difficult. Tell someone so many people bottle up their true feelings of like a coach doesn't care at the end of the day. Like if you're going to tell them you're struggling as in they'll go, like if you don't tell them, like they'll never know. But if you tell them they're struggling, they're not going to turn around and be go, oh, like um, just uh, like suck it up. You'll be grand. The goal then is like if you like say if you turn around to me, Jess, and it's like Mike six weeks out and go, I'm absolutely struggling with say X, Y and Z. The first level of conversation is, OK, what can we look at to actually mitigate this problem? What can we do to make like to help this? Because. Literally, if you're telling me you're struggling and if I just literally sweep it under the carpet, like it's only going to get worse. It's going to get more difficult. Like these are the conversations that you need to be. You need to be true to your coach. You need to be true to yourself while you're doing these. So, again, like I'm just very excited to like to bring you through this experience now as well. And again, you already know what I'm expecting from you. And then from this conversation we're having here, like this is going to be another level. And then even people listening in who are coached by other coaches, like just take these little points on board as well. And if you're looking at competition prep, like just listen, just listen back and just see like, do your goals align with everything that's being said here? Are you willing to give up four months of your life? Are you willing to push to the limit where you need to push? Like these are all the little areas that often get swept under the carpet that it looks to be all glamorous on the day. And then the post show, like, like a lot of people will struggle like with the diet adherence. Like a lot of people, their hunger levels will shoot through the roof because they've been restricted for so long. They've had a little bit of freedom and then they don't know when to shut it off. Like there's so many little areas you have to take into consideration. A lot of people find post show a lot more difficult than show prep. Mm-hmm. So these are all the little areas that we'll take into consideration that we're not going to miss out on we're going to be able to run you in a really, really good environment and prep. So like, that's the main thing is environment. So like, again, like I know this topic has gone a lot on that, but it's probably points that people will need to hear, especially like, again, because you're going into a new federation your sister is going in now as well. Probably friends that you have and people, you know, are looking to go into it now as well. They'll be following your journey. And the thing is when you're posting about your journey, be true, be open. If you slip up in your diet, you just go, yeah, slipped up today this happened because at the end of the day the coach isn't going to sack you is not gonna like come down to your door knocking on your door with a fucking 
baseball bat. So they're all the little things just to take into consideration that literally that everyone's here. You're here to help the individual overcome the adversity of more than likely mental demons, mental and physical demons that you're struggling with during these late stages of the only way to put it is extreme dieting. Yeah. Well, so it's it's going to be like I'm just looking forward to the 2022 season, and the main thing is that we're all doing it for the right reasons. That again, once you are aligned to your goal, like it's just going to move in really, really nicely. Like yeah. there, that's just one of the main areas to be in consideration of. Yeah, like uh, definitely, there's a lot of like points and food for thought. I think that people will hopefully take from that, like what you kind of just said there, and I suppose like as you kind of mentioned, like, you know, the whole, like, oh God, like, I don't know if I could tell my coach this because I feel like they're going to like sack me or whatever. At the end of the day, like, as a client, it's your journey. Like the coach is there to support and guide you. And like, you know, they, they like, as you said, like, you know, a coach never wants to give someone that amount of character or something that's going to literally like, you know, somehow affect their health or like be it physical or mental. I think like, you know, it's always important to remember like it's the client at the end of the day I think like p- some people I feel and it's something that I've kind of like shared earlier on this week I was like some people feel like oh I'm gonna sign up to the coach because you know like they're going to like they're gonna be amazing and they'll give me the results but I'm like you as a client at the end of the day have to do the work like you can like yeah. I can have what can be deemed as the best training plan ever and like you know x y and z but like if i'm not doing in the work and as you said like if i'm not training intensely there's no point is that there's literally no point so that's why that's why my training has completely changed because i'm now going in with the intent that like i'm going in and like when i do every single rep that i'm thinking of that gold in my mind that like i couldn't slip i couldn't and even when you say like when people like you know like whatever cheating their you know you know journeys and stuff like that and i know that can happen i'm touch wood and i can say this with pride I never like again everything that I did during my prep like I did it to a T if anything I did it more like if I was weighing out stuff I probably did weigh like one gram or two grams less so I was like well I feel a little bit better like I just you just get in such a rigid mindset that like you just do everything to a T like I but I'm that kind of person that's my personality and similarly with Alexa and like you know that's what you know you know, I think that's why we we would all work well together because we all have the kind of like we're in this for the right reasons. Like it's not just, oh yeah, like wonder will I get like two hundred likes in this photo. It's like no, like this is for me. It's for my own self development and like that. It is definitely one of the hardest sports that is out there. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I think it's just like as you say, like the twenty twenty two season. I feel like everyone and their mother is competing next year like I actually feel it and I'm like as you said like, there's so many people there like and people think oh this is great and I'm like there's so many people out there like there's so many athletes that are probably like you know didn't compete this ne- next or this year that are going to compete next year there's going to be even tougher competition like at the end of the day, it's a competition it's not just like oh let's see how many girls can we get on stage it's like you're competing with some people based on like your physique it's it's a tough tough sport to be you know to go into it's so subjective that's the the level where it is as well as like like as a female that's why you have to bring your best level of condition that's why sometimes as i said you have to go to the trenches for that short while like there's guys going to the trenches there was a guy who did the pca finals uh medium bodybuilding who did a qualifier like about was it about six weeks before it and all his goal was was just to get a qualification to the british final so he got his qualification, he came fourth, and then the goal was to bring him into his best for the show, and he literally ran him, like he did everything to the T, he fully documented this on Instagram, he's a 100 kilo man, 
and he was running he at his lowest he was running 1100 calories a day with no trace carbs literally just proteins fats i think it was about 220 protein and as literally zero-ish fats for like three weeks or four weeks he was running and this guy came in absolutely inside out peeled literally he said he struggled to stay awake at times but he won the show he was the best conditioned by a mile and it was just showing where like this isn't gonna be everyone not everyone needs to go these routes but when you really want like if you need that conditioning sometimes conditioning requires going that extra mile which maybe you weren't aware or maybe you weren't physically ready to to go to so like if so if your coach turns around and goes we're going to the trenches for 10 days that's where it's the sink or swim that's where people will either crumble or people will enjoy the challenge like i was i was in the middle of a prep at the start of the year when shows got cancelled again like my original date was like was it like the start of april and then they cancelled it till like may but myself and Cal then decided to pull the plug, said we'll do 2022 because I was already under my weight cap. Like I was, my weight cap is a hundred kilos and I was 90, I think I was 98 or something at that stage. So I already knew I had two kilos, so about four and a half pounds of muscle that I can still add. But I was at the stage of being like three and a half weeks out and I was running my rest days already. I think they were at 1700 calories on a rest day. And I was weighing literally like a hundred kilos and I was like, I wasn't, I was lucky enough. I wasn't doing a lot of cardio. I think I was doing five sessions of 30 minutes a week. So I wasn't doing a lot of cardio, but I was running 1700 rest day with three and a half weeks left to go. It's not like that was going up. So again, like I would have been going probably close to the trenches because like, I would have came in probably around 94 kilos. I probably would have lost another eight pounds for conditioning in the space of them four weeks. And like, I was ready for it. I was mentally, not once did I complain, not once did I like go, oh, I'm not able for this. It's literally, like that's where you see, like when a coach sends an update, that's difficult. You can tell straight away, like as me, I can tell straight away when I send to a client, how serious they are about their results. Like if I send someone, like, as we say, a trenches plan for a week, if I get a response, like saying, let's go, or can't let, or easy, like whatever, like you get that enthusiasm, you know, they're going to do it. But when you get the ones that send the emojis, like with the eyes up to the heaven or like, oh, my God, like you literally know that they're probably not in this for 100 percent the right reasons. Yeah. And again, like it's, it's, it's quite difficult because like you don't want to send someone up on stage who looks like six weeks out. Like it would be like for the athlete themselves, it would be a bit of a known embarrassment because if you look like six weeks out and you're on stage, and everyone else is like insane inside out you know yourself you didn't do the work that was required if you give yourself 16 to 20 weeks of a diet there's no reason why you shouldn't be pretty much stage ready like again yeah if you try and do it in six or seven weeks very very unlikely you'd literally struggle but if you have four months five months to get stage lean there's no reason why you can't do it but again it's all mental like this whole sport is mental yeah as we're going to you've seen already from your first show as you're going to see with the shows you've never done a back-to-back show either like you've mm-hmm. never had done a show two weeks later you go again you're going to be doing that this time as well so you're going to learn from that experience like I had one girl who did was it four shows four yeah I think it was four, four. yeah I had yeah. one girl with four shows when where like there was about seven weeks between all the shows 
And the goal was to bring her in around 85% for the first show mm. and then get better and better and better each show. So she could be 85, 90, 95, 100. Because if you come in at 100%, especially as a female and a natural female coming in at 100% and you have seven more weeks to like hold that look, your body's not going to hold out. Like it's physically not going to be able to do that. So it's all these little things to take into consideration. Like when I was sending that girl up there, it was literally like, I said it to her, I goes, you're only 85%. I said, this is not your finished look. And like the funny part was she ended up winning the show. Like I remember sending her up and then it was kind of like in my head, I was like, she's good. Top three, I'd be delighted with. Cause I didn't know who was in it. Like you never know until who arrives. And then she came up, she looked absolutely great at 85% and then she won the show and it was amazing. So like, these are all things taken into consideration. If I brought her in at hundred percent, like she would have had to pull out after three weeks. Like she'd probably get another three weeks and then she'd be done. There's no way she would have been able to last seven weeks with that level of conditioning. So like, these are all things that we'll take into consideration, especially when we pick your show dates, how many weeks are in between and like ideally three shows in five weeks would be a good, good time scale. So you could have one and then two weeks later, then two weeks later in around that way as possible would be great. But if we're looking at three shows over nine, 10 weeks can be difficult. It can be done, but it's difficult. Yeah, there were so many athletes, particularly female athletes that I was following like this year and who were doing like that kind of having like these big breaks between shows and like again like that that's probably the toughest part and I think look yeah like I'm going to face so many challenges like next year between like that the back-to-backs and kind of being like right what shows can I do what shows will I be ready for and um obviously because you know obviously look judges will be looking for different things at different federations but you know still I'll be wanting to bring my best and that's that that is the aim of the game and God, it's it's just it's just weird. Like it just doesn't feel like it's next year. It kind of feels like it's miles away. But like I know the time, you know, will fly as well. And I suppose like when it comes to like bodybuilding, because I think, because obviously as we talked about, like you know, the whole people kind of maybe perhaps not thinking about the other like aspects of what to consider when you're actually think you're going to do a competition. Like um, like I suppose like where would you see bodybuilding in like four or five years time? Because at the moment. I feel it's a trend. I feel it's like a fashion trend that perhaps it won't be as popular maybe in a few years time. Or do you feel it's going to continue and get bigger and bigger? I think it's going to like, as long as the Instagram, you can feed out all the nonsense, like the true athletes. Like I was, I've been interested in into bodybuilding before Instagram was even a thing. Hmm. So like I've been training with that, like Instagram was never a thing back then. Like it only seems in the last kind of like three to four years that Instagram has been this big bodybuilding thing. Like it's been around, but I'd feel the certain classes, like the way it's going and bodybuilding, like every, every category is evolving is what you're seeing. Literally bikini girls soon are going to become small figure girls. Yep. Wellness girls are going to be figure girls on top with the wellness bottoms figure girls are going to be mini physique female physique girls like everything's involving like if you look at men's physique versus classic bodybuilding men's physique is just classic bodybuilding wearing shorts like board shorts covering the legs mm. like them lads are absolutely massive like everything is involving and like i feel i feel that it will keep on kind of evolving in that direction the main thing that we hope is like, especially through the education of bodybuilding, that we continue to see the education rising. Like there's a lot of good educators out there at the moment because 
10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like some of the top bodybuilding coaches like around in the US, like Chris Aceto and some of them lads, they'll openly admit that they would no idea what they were doing 20 years ago, that they'd literally just try something. And if it worked, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this was great. I'll try it again. There was no science taken into play. There was no aspects of anything like that taken into play 15, 20 years ago. And luckily now in the last kind of like 12 to 18 months, a lot of the the older school style of um, protocols are dying out because science is evolving. The world is evolving. So I feel bodybuilding like it's going to in a safer direction long term. That's why I think it's going to be a lot better because like like we're not going to like beat around the bush. Like there's there's there has been female competitors this year um, who have died in bodybuilding because like pro level females by running very, very dangerous diuretic protocols, which have like been publicly discussed, which yeah. again, a lot of this comes from these tactics from 10, 15 years ago, where the education and the knowledge isn't there. It was just, it worked very well. So it was modified and it was like, could be like Chinese whispers that someone did something and then we added something else to it. Whereas now what we're seeing is there's a lot of like intelligent people out there that are showing the science, are showing why these things are needed. Like again, a female doesn't need any of that doing a bikini class to come in stage ready. Like I feel once all that is filtered out, definitely I feel the next 18 months a lot of this nonsense is going to be filtered out and when that hits I feel bodybuilding is going to be a better sport Mm -hmm. I feel the likes of that that the bikini category by the looks of it I don't think they're going to be going as lean as they were before like I feel there's going to be a little change in that direction whereas it's still going to be like a lean look but it's not going to be that super lean where they were looking for before like that's what kind of it is when you have to push the body to that limit even some of the males, like there was um, a 212 uh, bodybuilder who literally died the night before the Olympia this year. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so like there is these things where like it's so unfortunate. And again, like it's just like the only blessings to take from these kind of incidents is the fact that education is soon going to take over and the explanation to why these things happened will have an answer. Whereas now they don't have an answer due to the lack of education that was out there. So that's why I feel that it will evolve in the right direction in the coming 18 to 24 months. I do I do agree that it's a trend. Like I'm not trying to say that like it's not going to be that way. I do feel people think bodybuilding is kind of a cool thing to do. Like I'm delighted so many people are interested in their health and fitness, especially with all this nonsense that's going around in the world in the last um, 24 months. Like again, health and looking after your immune system looking after all these aspects like if this was a key priority 18 months if not 20 months ago i'm sure the world would be in a lot better place whereas look nothing we can do we're not world leaders we're not getting our pockets filled with money to keep the place closed that's a topic for another day but again like i do feel that bodybuilding will take a, a jump in the right direction because like no one wants to see, because like like if you think about like a young girl who's entering um bodybuilding who's like 19, 20, 
and like she could be living at home and then she's telling her parents that she's going to be doing this her parents probably think it's like a beauty pageant that she's doing oh yeah she's wearing a bikini and she's strutting her stuff for 10 minutes but if their parents are finding out that there's competitors like that and there's issues like that going on like it's it's very scary for parents and very scary especially for young girls to get into it because i find young girls are will be very um gullible to whatever someone would say whereas if you told a 19 20 year old girl that this is going to be the answer to you becoming miss olympia straight away or not because you're you're 19 20 you're not even going to think you don't think of any long-term issues or anything like that it's literally just like oh yeah that's perfect so these are the kind of little things that need to be taken in consideration so again that's why i'm delighted that certain supplement companies are developing products to help in these aspects that to make everyone's job easier like again even for peaking clients like um strom have brought out a product called peak max which literally helps the peak athletes without the use of diuretics um luckily i was one of the first people to get to use it um i actually got a tub to use and again it was using a very similar protocol i would have used i would have used the ingredients individually so he's brought out a product in all in one now, which is absolutely fantastic. All natural, literally vitamin B, vitamin C, dandelion root, like literally just all natural supplements. None of this pharmaceutical nonsense, because if you use a pharmacy, say it for with anything like Panadol or anything, like if you use a pharmaceutical drug for anything in life, you have to let the half-life of that drug filter through your system before anything like can change. So if you took a pharmaceutical drug to dry you out in bodybuilding, like no matter what you do, you can't stop it. Once you swallow it, it's there. Whereas if you're doing natu- natural diuresis with like um, with vitamin C, B, dandelion root, et cetera, caffeine, running kind of higher protein to help it as well. Like literally all you have to do is just drink uh, like a bottle of water, et cetera, and you'll break, you'll break the diuresis effect. But again, if you're using a pharmaceutical tablet, you drink a bottle of water, it's going to do absolute sweet F all because like these are the considerations to take. And that's why I'm hoping we're going to have a conversation in like 18 months about how the sport has evolved in the right direction. And I see it going in the right direction. I just, there's still, still a bit of, it out there that will probably take like i'm saying 12 months if not longer to filter out the nonsense but it's, it's moving in the right direction which is a benefit to every athlete and every coach out there yeah no 100 like it's going to be exciting i think like definitely it is like there's just been there's been so much happening in terms of like the bodybuilding scene like as as you kind of mentioned which again nobody wants to talk about but it is the people that unfortunately passed away like you know it's it was definitely very like you know again people don't talk about it but it does unfortunately happen and you know again like it is like I really do hope like everything that you say in terms of like 18 months time that everything will be different around the education again obviously because as you said like you know science we are evolving you know we're doing more research we're understanding things a bit more of what the human body is able to take and all that kind of jazz so like I think it definitely will be hopefully like a good a better sport than what it already you know currently is yeah Um, yeah so it's just yeah it's gonna be exciting it is and like that it will evolve but like at the end of the day there's always going to be like like certain people like you can never predict like even with like general health supplements they're not going to agree with everyone like every human body is different every individual is different like some people will react to anything like the way we people some people have allergies to nuts and allergies to x y and z like 
there's always going to be that little risk. And that's why bodybuilding, you need to be fully committed into it. You need to be looking after your health markers. Again, when a female finishes a bodybuilding prep, the most important thing to do is to get her health back in check. And again, going to your local GP, et cetera, getting a blood test done, getting your full bloods checked, your liver, kidneys, getting, even looking for a hormone panel to see how your hormone levels are looking. Like again, doctors don't tend to like to give that information out. Like, I don't know why, but they, anytime I've, like, I, if I asked a girl, like all, and all the junior girls, the natural girls doing it, I just tell them, go and get it done just for your peace of mind, get your health markers checked. And if they ask for a hormone panel again, like the doctors are telling them they don't need them. Like, why do you need that? Like, it's, at the end, like, I don't agree with that. You're, it's a public servant at the end of the day doing a job. You're asking for a service. Again, you, you have the right to know where your hormone panels are sitting. And again, like, to build muscle as a female, you have to ensure your hormone panel is in a good place as well. Like again, you're finished a prep, like your body might not be responsive for eight to 10 weeks to build muscle. Some females could be responsive within two to three weeks. Like as we said, everyone is individualized. So these are all little areas and considerations that need to be taken into play. And again, that's why I'm feeling like the education system is improving massively. Very, very good coaches around the world at the minute, at the minute, like, in the UK, there's some really, really good coaches who are who are investing their time and money into education, and who are trying to help everyone else just to level up their game. And like, if you're in this game and if you're naive to all that that's going on, or if you kind of look at these guys who are trying to help things, and if you're literally just ignoring it, like, again, that's what the problem is going to be. Like, everyone, like, I don't know any coaches really, like the coaches who I'm friends with and the people I will associate with, we're all in this to help each other. We're all in this to educate each other and help each other. Whereas like, again, if you're in there talking down about someone or any aspect like that, like, again, like a lot of people are in this for the wrong reason. A lot of coaches try and make noise for no reason whatsoever. When again, like we're all trying to do a good job together. Like we're going to be doing that. And with yourself, like my goal is coaching you to, as you're a coach, is to educate you on certain things and hopefully be able to broaden your knowledge in certain areas as well. Like that's what the goal is. As a coach, when you hire a coach, you must be able to look up to that individual and respect every decision that they make. And again, you have the ability to question your coach's decision. Just because a coach says do X and Y, if there's no rationale, like I have a lot of clients that come to me and they be told to do something which would be ridiculous in my eyes. And then I asked them saying, why were you made to do that? And they're like, I don't know. Like, do you know, like, I think people are too naive in that aspect as well as like, Jess, if I told you that you needed to run 20 laps to your house every morning as cardio, like again, in your head, you should be, why am I asked to do that? Where some people would just be like, yeah, okay. Do you know that kind of way? Like you just yeah. you have to like, a coach is there to be questioned as well. Like you have to be able to, if you're unsure of something, cause it's for your own education, ask why i think that's one of the biggest questions that that's not asked in bodybuilding is why and i think if that question is asked more like if anyone listening here is coached by someone if you're unsure why you're doing something next check-in just ask why and if they can't give you a valid reason for it maybe that's something just to keep an eye on going forward that just ensure that what your information you're being given has a background to it that it has a meaning it has a reason there's rationale why you're doing x y and z not because someone's just pulling a magic kind of formula out of their out of the thin air and hoping that it's going to work for you so that yeah. would be another key factor that i think needs to be addressed is the quest is ask, asking the question why 
Yeah. I think the why in every part of coaching, I think is so valid. Like definitely like a hundred percent, like whenever, like that, whenever, like I'm kind of like recommending something to someone, um, if I'm like, oh, I think you should try this. And I'll always say, because of this, it, it might help with X, Y, or Z. Like I'll always give a reason first. And I think every coach should be doing that. Because like that, like if you told me to do, to do whatever, that many laps around my house, I'd be like, here, like what the hell am I doing that for? Like I would question it. But again, yeah. like I think we think, oh God, like will that, cr-, you know, my friend and my mother and like they all train with my coach. So like I have to trust whatever they say. And I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know like what benefit is going to have to you. Like, do you really trust them enough that they're going to be able to help you or like perhaps pushing the right right direction and stuff like that? So I think like, yeah, I think trust with it with the coach is like very, very important to have. And I think like like that you want that that coach or whatever that you are being coached by that someone that you do look up to I think that's such an important thing and I think like like when Alexa before Alex and I started working with you like me and Alexa always talked about and for anyone that's actually wondering I remember we were always on before months we were like we'd be always like on Mike's page be like oh my god like imagine being coached by Mike just imagine what I'd be like and here we are you know stage like so and that's not to give you a big hit but that's what we were doing for months <laughs> we won't we won't we'll, we'll, we'll brush over that we will we'll forget about that part but no look it's always great to hear things like that and that's what I'm trying to do here as well it's like I'm always trying to like upskill myself in any way possible and that's one area that coaches need to keep doing is upskilling like the most useless thing a coach has is a PT cert and that's yeah. just open and honest it means absolutely nothing yeah. like again being like when I, I got to a stage where I had a choice here was investing in education or investing in like a business mentor to grow stuff as well. Like that was where I was literally about a year ago or about eight months ago. I was kind of like, what will I do? And I said, do you know what? I'm going to invest in the education side here first. So like I'm doing seminars every second week. I'm taking in like I'm getting research papers sent to me so I can do my reading in the background. I probably do eight ish hours a week on research papers on seminars just to keep myself educated in the like with the changes in science which the changes in everything now whereas again if like if you start into online coaching and get a pt cert and feel that is your gateway to success like it's not going to work out like that like number one you don't even need a pt cert to be an online coach um that's another little aspect again like it is something you have to be very careful with is and there's no such thing as um online coach college either if you think about it there's no there's nothing there to actually educate you to become a good coach you can get a pt cert and again like half the time your man teaching it doesn't he's not even paying attention he's like all right do that go through an exercise and he's probably texting on his phone while you're trying to do something so there is these little things that again like once you start as a coach like that's only the beginning of your education journey because you're going to get so educated very quickly from your clients because you're going to meet so many different types of people with different types of needs different types of an ability as well within exercise within nutrition you're going to meet some people then again who literally hire a coach just to blame for their own problems like you're going to meet like i know you're laughing but it's so true like it's so true like I like I'm not like I'll never speak down of anything like that but there is you can tell at times like there is people that will sign up who have like emotional issues going on and they think hiring a coach is going to help them lose a bit of weight that'll help their self-esteem but they don't change any of their habits and because they don't change their habits the coach is at fault then yep. like 
there is these things and again like when if that ever happens a coach like you can't take it personally like again like if you work with say like I've probably coached well over 800 plus people now at this stage like I couldn't tell you how many but you're not going to get on with every single one of them like there is going to be times that someone's not like they do sign up to you but they're not going to you're not going to be able to please every single person you ha- once you accept that part of this business as well it's a very very key aspect and sometimes that's when I know when you get started you can be very enthusiastic about who you take on but you have to be able to get to a stage where you have to be able to be selective as well because again like you want to make sure you can actually help the person not that the person just becomes an income source with no actual benefit to the person's mental and physical health like there's so many little aspects through online coaching that people need to venture into before just just because like as we were saying you were on about bodybuilding where do you see it going in the next two years how many people do you know have done a pt course in the last two years so many that's 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 one of the questions everyone is doing it everyone everyone's mother brother and uncle and dog is a pt now so <laughs> It's, like, so true. it's true so like these are the way where again just because you get that search like the next step is continuous education there's so many good sites out there there's so many good learning centers there's so much research paper available for free online that can help people which people don't even realize is available mm. like there's so much information like again like your your day one of online coaching getting your first clients your days should be just evolved around improving your overall knowledge once you key that part in you're just setting yourself up for success and that's going to be one of my takeaway points for people who are interested in becoming an online coach who want to be a successful online coach never stop learning every day is a school day as they say yeah no 100% I think like a lot of what you've touched upon like it's definitely stuff like you know I'll be a year in business next month and I think like a lot of the stuff that you've already brought up is stuff that we've touched upon business-wise already but stuff that I've definitely learned like that you know definitely you are very enthusiastic when you get like your first few clients you think it's amazing and then you know definitely like I've had some hard learnings and hard realizations that like I can't coach everyone and I thought I could and I'm like oh but I can help everyone and you know I you know this is my I can work with anyone and then you realize that like unfortunately like as every part of life you know you're not friends with everyone you can't be friends with everyone you can't work with everyone it's as simple as that like everyone's always gonna have different values and you know different work ethics and you know different obviously habits as well and people will value things differently and I think that that's something I definitely learned this year as well and I think like coming into 2022 now, like I have now a fish, I will have a fish a year, a year onto my belt um, to kind of be able to kind of, again, you know, bring more experience, but like that, like definitely for anyone, any coach that might be listening, like, or anyone that's doing a PT course, whatever, like never stop learning. Like I've done a two, I did two like short-term like nutrition courses. I'm doing another nutrition course at the moment. Obviously I hired Mike to start uh, towards the middle of this year from a business coaching perspective. So like, you know, like I've, de- I've, you know, I'm definitely like, even at the moment I've actually, I'm working like with a mindset coach and um, more from a personal aspect, but still I'm constantly willing to learn and like wanting to be like, okay, the more I learn and improve myself, the more I'm going to be able to help people. Like you, your PT course, your PT certificate is only going to get you so far. Um, 
but definitely like you learn from your clients as well you'll learn how to become a better coach that way as well like you know you'll learn how to deal with people in different lifestyles you know if you're dealing with someone who perhaps like does loads of night shifts but then you have another new client that has loads of night shifts you could be like okay pass on you know perhaps that information be like oh do you want this worked for x client maybe this will work for y it may not but it's always like if you if they're willing to try and you're willing to try i think it's just always you know kind of seeing what works and what doesn't 100% like it's nail on the head as they say like I think we've covered a lot of like valuable information from like competition prep off seasons mm. improvement phases coaching education like there's so much like you could talk for another two to three hours just trying to to easily go through all this and again like it's such an interesting topic like and again like what we could do is I know this is going on it's a good long one now and even if we ever <laughs> do a part two what we'll do is do you know what we'll do is we'll do another one mid competition prep with you Ooh. what we'll do is no do you know what we should do is we should do one to start a prep like at like say 18 weeks out yeah we should do one at like nine weeks out and maybe then pull like obviously we don't like like we can see how you're feeling like two weeks out because it would be you know people would be very interested in that you talking about your experience how it went like so Let's look into that when it comes closer to the time that we'll get back on here so we can talk to the people about how you're feeling during your prep, when you're starting it, how you're feeling mid-prep, and then if possible at two weeks or 10 days out, even if it's only a quick 30 minutes, like how you're feeling. Like it would just, it would probably I open up a lot of eyes to people of like how difficult this can be. Yeah. So again, it would be a very, very good topic to kind of keep continuing to move forward with yeah no guys for anyone listening that wants to there you go you're after getting a potential part two part three and part four and perhaps yeah. part five post show as well yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. this whole phase but look it's definitely going to be very interesting i think look this was just such an in-depth um podcast so i really go hope you guys um enjoyed it and if you guys um are listening via whatever spotify or apple or whatever other uh platform um please do like share in your stories you know tag myself or mike um i'll leave mike's um instagram handle in the um show notes as well so you guys can follow him but you know most likely some of you might already be but like you know for anyone that if you feel this uh podcast was helpful do share to a fellow coach or a friend or whatever but um yeah mike thank you so much for what an incredible podcast episode Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to doing it again when you're in mid prep, when you're hungry in prep and when you want to stab me in prep. As oh they say. <laughs> Pretty much the next episode. I'll, so in the next podcast episode with Mike, I'll just be bawling my eyes. I've been like, please feed me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a bit of fun. Go on. Oh. It's great, it great coming on, Jess. And thank you again for your time. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.